Welcome to the Smarty Podcast Series from Charlotte Smarty Pants, where we focus on all things parenting. We talk about everything from education, health, travel, beauty, fashion, and more. Join in on the discussion at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio, and the best parties in the QC the pop star music video parties, and professional voice lessons in a studio. Also amazing content creation. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. Hi everyone, this is Jen Plum with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks for being here. Today we're talking with our resident experts at Child and Family Development. Lynn Wilkerson is a licensed clinical mental health counselor associate, and Lindsay Gage is a clinical mental health counselor, both with extensive experience working with families and teens. So welcome, ladies. We're so glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, today we're going to talk um, about teens and social media use, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. And so we're super excited to pick your brains and, um, and really dive deep into these. So we'll start with why do you think social media is so important to teenagers? Well, it's so important because of the high volume, like 94% of teens have access to or own a smartphone, right? Right, which is and crazy. It, which is crazy. Teens so, age like 13 to 17, or what is our age? What's I our would age? say even younger. Like right, I feel like I people feel... are starting to get smartphones at the age of 10. Oh, yeah, right. the most recent data said that 43% of 8 to 12-year-olds have a smartphone. Oh, my gosh. That's Terrifying. Terrible. Terrible, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, is, what, what's the rationale behind that age? I'm wondering safety. if safety. You know, we can track where our kids are. I've seen these things in some of the younger kids I work with. It's not a smartphone, but it's almost like a smart watch where you can at least call people from it. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of it is safety um, in this super connected world we live in. It's great, but it also makes it harder to, you know, everybody's out doing their own things. They're independent. And I think parents are over-parenting in a sense. Right. They're not trusting the kids as much. So I think it gives them a sense of security. I know where they are. Um, and I th- Do you think that's good for parents to do that? Or like, what is your professional opinion on that? Like, that sounds really young to me. Mm-hmm. And, and then maybe we break down, like, what? let's define safety. And maybe they're physically safe. But um, what Well, when my these- kids were young and even in middle school and one of phones, I'd always say there's nowhere you can go that I don't know. Right. right. Because Cause I'm, I'm driving you. I'm driving or you. Or you're right? So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. there, you, you can't go anywhere without me. Right. So why do you need a phone? Mm-hmm. Because I know where you are. Let, you know? let, let so, alone right. a smartphone, too. Yeah. Right. And we definitely don't need a smartphone. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, my right. son used to call it the wall of shame. <laughs> he had to go pick up his phone from the wall of shame, pick yeah. it out, because I wouldn't let him have a smartphone. But it's like you don't need one. Yeah. It's not necessary. But they're also, I mean, defining smartphone – they still have tablets, though, or they oh, have yeah. iPads, which right. are just as – you have access to everything that you mm-hmm. do on a smartphone unless you have really strict restrictions put down. But, you know, I think parents forget or, you know, they've been giving their child the phone to play with at dinner since they were little or whatever. Yeah. You're well, at a restaurant. But now they have access to the world. Mm-hmm. So maybe talk a little bit about that, the safety part. Well, not, but one other thing is that, yeah, 57% of 8- to 12-year-olds have a tablet. Oh, wow. So there's a higher number have a tablet even than those that have a smartphone. How many have the phone? 43% of 8- to 12-year-olds have a smartphone, and 57% have a personal tablet. 
That's a lot of both. Lots of technology. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised about the tablet because you can easily kind of not realize that that is, uh, you know, a tool. Basically a phone. Yeah, it's a phone. It's just yeah. you can't. You can't walk. You can't drive away with it, but mm-hmm. you have to be on Wi-Fi, which Wi-Fi is everywhere, mm-hmm. and they can sniff it out. Oh yeah, at a young age. Oh yeah, I feel like they're trained at like four, <laughs> knowing how to open everything. So with this, with this data, what would you say in today, right now? What would you recommend the age would be for a tablet, a smartphone? You know, like in, in my kids, I feel like my kids are the guinea pigs of social media. They're in college and high school. And there, you know, we people have learned from us and our missteps and whatever. But um, I remember there was a movement with my second, with my second and third about wait till eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like those parents are winning the wait till eighth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the longer you can wait, the better. But there are, you know, there's negative social side, equence, side oh, yeah. consequences. So maybe you guys weigh in from your expert point of view. What do you think? Like right now. If you if your child is in sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, what would you do? I think that's a great question. I think, you know, honestly, I think it's kind of different for every kid, mm-hmm. like paying attention to like how effective are they with time management? How responsible are they to not lose a phone and um, be able to use it wisely? Um, so I know when I was, gosh, when I think I got my first flip phone in seventh grade only because I had act, like after school activities so my mom could drop me off and then I could call and her and that was come just texting me. and phone yes right? it was yeah. like those old school right Motorola flip phones. exactly yeah. mm-hmm. um but I think today you know I think having that communication in that sense is helpful um you know I think smartphones I wouldn't say at least social media wise I wouldn't say until like 13 at least um but phone wise I think it gets kind of tricky depending well, on what life looks like for each family. And I, I guess I'm with you. There's such a difference between a smartphone, which is like your handheld computer that you carry mm-hmm. and gives you way access to the Internet and Instagram and, mm-hmm. you know, TikTok and YouTube versus a phone that you use to communicate mm-hmm. with, by text or phone, right? right? Yeah. Because so. I, I think in you a can sense, do that. Yeah. yeah I mm-hmm. think in a sense it kind of teaches kids more responsibility or it's like a next step of like, all right, you have an old school flip phone, but like – let me know where you're going. It's a, it's a way to teach that autonomy and responsibility mm-hmm. in a more controlled way. Yep. Um, like baby steps. Exactly. You know, like the first step of getting some smart devices and yeah. social media. And there's even some now that mimic a smartphone so that your child doesn't have to feel embarrassed or, mm-hmm. that social you know, because, you know, that whole wanting to fit in is so mm-hmm. big, especially for an adolescent and a middle like school. like a seventh and eighth grade. You don't yeah. want to be yeah. in any way different from my peers, but there are phones that look like a smartphone that actually aren't. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so maybe moving into the social media platforms themselves and maybe talk about age of, you know, like what you know, what are you, what are you seeing on these platforms and how are they impacting our kids? But And start talking about their risks and benefits and start with TikTok, which is obviously, I don't have the statistic, but the most popular one of all ages. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, so I feel like, you know, obviously us being older than Gen Z right now, I feel like it was like Facebook and then um, Instagram, Instagram. TikTok, Discord, I feel like is a big one. YouTube's a big one. Um, Twitter, Snapchat, so many different ones. But with TikTok, I feel like it's kind of taken the place of Instagram. Um, And there was this old school TikTok. I 
blanking on what the name of it was. Um, but I think it's cool because it's more live action than Instagram. It's still the mm-hmm. the visual support of that, but it's more um, engaging in a sense. Yeah, and it's quick. It's short. Yeah. Snippets. Yeah. Um, and I think it kind of gives kids an opportunity to show a little bit of their personality or they feel like it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all these trends where they feel included doing, you know, all the dances and all the yeah. Just all the things. So I think that's, in my opinion, why that one's so popular. I don't know if you have any other thoughts about that, Lynn. No, I was going to say, do you, Lindsay, do you have clients that come in wanting to like have their own YouTube and all create videos? I mean, wanting like to, with our younger kids they now. They want to be like, influencers. Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. what they want to be yeah, when absolutely. they grow up. Yeah. yeah. They're like, Lindsay, can I show you this TikTok I made? It's so funny. I'm like, we can start with that, but we're going to get into other things. <laughs> but if that's really important to you, sure. Um, but I think it gives them a sense of, you know, personality and individuality creativity too. creativity um now what do you think about how these apps are literally designed to be addictive you know so how they serve up how they prey on these young minds and young undeveloped minds and then they are in innately developed to be addictive and and the amount of time that i mean i don't spend a lot of time on tiktok but my kids do and you know, you can watch them go down a rabbit hole because it's fun content. It's really mm-hmm. fun. There's opportunities like any platform to have bullying or inclusion, exclusion. You know, like a lot of girls do TikToks when they're at the beach and mm-hmm. so-and-so wasn't invited. But, oh, there they all are on the TikTok or whatever. You know, there's that's going to happen on any platform. But I feel like, uh, you know, I, I'm upset, I think, with all of these social media giants with how they've I feel like they've destroyed our kids, and um, and it's not going to change anytime soon. Um, so I don't know what you're seeing with children today, but it yeah. seems to me like this is, you know, it's here to stay. And then how 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 do we beat those algorithms? Oh them? yeah, I don't know if either of you guys have seen the social dilemma. It came out yes, twenty twenty, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, um, that was terrifying, eye opening, but mm-hmm. terrifying in the sense that like. The, al- the algorithms and the AI is, like, programmed to make you want to engage with your phone more. Mm-hmm. You know, a certain amount of time goes by. There's no engagement on your phone. They shoot you a notification, even if it's something you might not necessarily care about. So, like, so-and-so commented on that. Or, like, right. um, it's so-and-so's birthday. Or, like, they posted a photo. People you might not even engage with. Um, but it's it's built to get that re-engagement. Mm-hmm. Um so I think The Social Dilemma was a really intriguing movie in that sense. Um, I don't know if – have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Um, or if you have any thoughts on that. But I think it's it's hard because we as people and especially teens, they want that social connection and engagement in the social media that it gives them. Um, they have this like perceived connectedness um, and it gives them that feeling that they know what's going on in everybody's lives. It's an illusion mm-hmm. of yeah, connectedness it's a fa- it's a facade, versus a, like. a reality, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it ends up, not I think, research supports that it ends up increasing feelings of loneliness right. um, for those teens. Mm-hmm. Um, challenges with self-esteem and, and all kinds of mental health. I feel like all these platforms, um, they have a different, I, th- I feel like they appeal to different ages, like, 
YouTube, yes. I feel like a lot of younger parents, the kids are like down YouTube rabbit holes, like watching yes. all sorts of stuff. Then Instagram is branding. Instagram mm-hmm. is like, you know, it used to be Instagram was it, the end all be all. Then TikTok and Snapchat came along and Instagram. Instagram's like the permanent branding page. And then you have Snapchat's the primary communication. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything goes down on the Snapchat group chat. and, um, and That's then, their text. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so... So how do we pull them out of that and have real relationships outside of these platforms and um, maybe talk about, are they real relationships? You know, are these real relationships? I'm not sure. I feel like kids today don't have the depth of relationship that I had when I was younger. I'm an old goat, but um, I'm raising these, you know, social media guinea pigs. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like when I was younger, I would lay in front of a moving bus to save my best friend. And now with like group chats and, you know, everything's done on your phone. And if so, say me and my best friend, Dee Dee, if I got invited to some outing and I'm in this group chat, I would be like, where's Dee Dee? Why is Dee Dee not in here? No one does that now. Oh, no. It's Every like, I'm just lucky I made the cut, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything. Like, how? what's happening? Well, it's interesting because it, they, because we think of it, oh, it's so good for kids. They connect, right? Like That's how it's sort of sold. But it says that 57% of teens use it as a way to pass time. And really, only 37% use their devices um, to connect with people. So really, so what are they doing? They're they're just wasting time. Wasting they're time. just looking yeah. at TikTok videos, or you know, which are just, fun. They're totally yeah. Fun. I, I mean, I it's them. easy just to become absorbed, but it's also a, it's, a, it's a big waste of time. Totally, right? yeah. total time suck. Uh, and, and you know, an Instagram, you know, Meta is is chasing TikTok on. On their reels, which I thought those I thought those were TikToks when those first started showing up on my feeds. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are such fun TikToks, mm-hmm. and they aren't. But um, but yeah, they're they're just all chasing each other's tails, trying to get our attention. Yeah. Um, well, I think part of it too is I really feel like parents need to be aware of what the, where their kids are going on TikTok or where they are going on. Um, social media like they 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 because kids have access to things that are adult mm-hmm. that they have no business watching right and and I, I I feel like it's like you know when our kids are young we put safety locks and we you know cover up the um, sharp corners of our fireplace hearths because we don't want our children to get hurt Right. And yet we don't seem to feel like either we have permission or we're just not aware of the dangers of social media. Right. Right. Um, like and we have this potential time bomb in our house that we're walking around with at all times. Mm-hmm. But we don't see it. You know, like it's not it's not right there. Right. It's not there. Us. It's not visible. So yeah. I think it's easy just to kind of um, ignore it. So how much autonomy should we give our kids on these platforms? And maybe it varies by age, like the baby steps. But mm-hmm. how much – I mean, I think I'm still logged in to my boys. They're in juniors in high school. They're Instagrams. I don't stalk it. 
but it's there, you know. But um, I'll probably release that soon because I don't need to be on that. But, you know, well, like. they're not on probably on Instagram anyway. So Right, right, <laughs> right. Which brings up a point. Like, how, yeah, do, like, how do we monitor? Like, it they're like, whatever. You can stay on that account. Or there's a <laughs> fake Instagram or whatever. Not with boys. <laughs> exactly. But, but, like, Snapchat. That's hard. We can't get on there. Nope. Uh-uh. Like, how do we break through that? Or how do, how do we set them free? And uh, how do we know if something's wrong? I think that's a great question. I think, well, with social media and just, like, screen time in general, I think modeling healthy behaviors. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I catch myself after work. I'm like, I just ate dinner, scrolling on, like, Pinterest. Not that that's totally social media, but, like, it's super easy to get sucked in. and yeah. just mindlessly scroll, disconnect. Um, but I think for parents to model healthy screen time behaviors would be the first step. Um, kind of checking yourself to be like, oh, like what? What is my kid seeing? Me do. Right. Um, and then I think with some of the social media platforms, I think what you're doing, like be friends with your kids on mm-hmm. social media. You know, you don't have to like stalk them or comment or engage, but just like be aware of what's going on. But for the ones that are harder, like Snapchat, I think trying to instill like values and important beliefs into them early on to be like you know it's great to spend time with your friends virtually but like how about we go actually spend real life time with them um i think what age would you recommend snapchat because that's the one that's when we fully lose control fully. Yeah. so we give them baby steps with mm-hmm. instagram and we, you know they're on youtube or whatever but snapchat's like the one that and so there's pros and cons there's good things and bad things that can mm-hmm. happen on snapchat and how old would you recommend? I know a very. I know that's a loaded question, yeah. but I know it varies by person, by family, but um, you know, like fear they might miss out on some things. Yeah. But will they? I don't know. I did see that um, with cyberbullying, mm-hmm. right? That the peak is usually age fourteen or fifteen, which is not really a surprise because when we think of adolescence and puberty, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like this yeah. is when it's going to be at the highest, and that. Maybe we look at sort of like the wait until eighth, right? So I like at that. Least it's hard to do, though. I know yeah. it's hard so to do. Hard to, I didn't do it. Uh, I did it with the boys, but um, only because I didn't feel like buying double phones. <laughs> and so I was waiting until my, you know, I was like, that's why we're waiting. And they made I don't know if they were seven. I think they were close to eighth grade. But they're boys, and it's not as important to them as oh. it was for my, my girls would have. I mean, more. I don't know. Again, but I think there's a difference between giving them a phone so that they can connect with people and allowing them opportunity to access sites that you can't control. Right. Or yeah, go, you're right. You know what I mean? Two like totally those, are, those are two different things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also, you know, with Snapchat or even like Discord, which is like an online chat room. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a big one with a lot of the clients yeah. I see. Um, oh, I don't even know what this is. It's like Discord. How do you Discord. Spell? D-I-S-C-O-R-D? I think oh my gosh, so. so. <laughs> I'm aging. I should know that. Um, but I think with those ones that it's harder to actually monitor on, like, Facebook, Instagram, um, there's different kinds of apps, like screen time apps. And while it tells your kid, I wonder, like, if you have access, you know, obviously I want to respect kids' privacies, but, like, if you are, like, paying the phone bill, you have access to seeing what the phone is used for, oh, like, yeah, the data that's usage. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so that could be a good way to monitor from afar. You know, obviously you're not – all up in your kid's business but if you're like hey like i you know i don't know if it'll show exact screen time um but like you're on your phone a lot like i've noticed like your right. screen time has gone up exponentially xyz um and maybe having a, a constructive conversation with them yeah. in that sense could be helpful or if you start to notice changes in 
like mood or tiredness or irritability. Like maybe they're on the phone at night. Yeah, um, I noticed that um, in one of mine where she was exhausted and not getting yeah. up for school. I'm like, yeah, your phone's, you know, the whole phone downstairs. I failed on that. I was a mess. It's you know. hard. I tried. It's so I hard. I did try to implement that. It's, we should do that, though. It's, and it was, it's in, we shouldn't let them have it in there, but I did. And I, I, I it's a regret I have. I, but I think, too, that you said, so I know you have four children and it was one, right? So I think also it's knowing our kids, like, I also have four children and for, three of mine as well, it would not have been as much of an issue, but with one of them, it was like, for whatever reason, she is just, her mind gravitates to electronics, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so it becomes more of an issue, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we have to know our kids as well. I wonder too, you know, I don't have any kids of my own, um, but I'm, I would be curious to know for both of you guys with your kids, the ones who seem to be more attached, is it your daughters or your sons? Depends. Daughters is more social media. Yep. Um, the boys, it's games, video games. Yep. Gaming. I mean, no surprise there. Yep. But they're like, it's so cliche. <laughs> but the boys don't really care as much about. Right. So, but they're on it. I mean, they're but they're not. Um, they're not on it nearly as much. And I think that goes to show too the way we raise our daughters in this society. It's a lot of. I have to be connected. I have to, you know, with with Instagram and some of the ones. Perfect. I have to be perfect. Um, I have to look this way. Contingent mm-hmm. self worth. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like, again, I I mostly work with teen girls, um, but seeing a lot of that, like I always have to be connected. I always have to know what's going on. I have to be mm-hmm. this way or that way. Um, whereas some of the the guys I have just like video games. All well, actually, long. one of my sons would have been like that. He has a major fear of missing out. Right. <laughs> so it's not always that's so true. gender This is where camp is, camp is good. Like, I feel like that's the only place now where you can send your kids where they're, they're totally disconnected, mm-hmm. which is really nice. There's also one I've heard of, a new, cool, new to me, new to me, cool platform that I think is a step in the right direction. It's called Be Real. I don't know if that's come up, but... So it's a, it's like Instagram and Snapchat and whatever. It's a platform where the kids are on this and be real every day. I could be wrong, but it's something like they don't release the time and you have a certain amount of time to take your picture wherever you are. You have the option not to, but um, and then it takes a picture of who what you're doing and then it also takes a picture out looking out. So there's one picture and it shows. So it's so it's being more authentic and real. Oh, I love that. Which is kind of cool. I think yeah. it is cool. I'm sure it can be morphed into something horrible Eventually, as it all absolutely. can. absolutely, yeah. But um, I really like it. Now, you know, my girls use it, and, and my boys use it too. Like, they like it. It's cool. I mean, they only let their authentic friends in it. Like, it's not as widely, you know, you don't have a 1,000 followers mm-hmm. or whatever. So, I do think, too, that parents have control, more control than what they – feel they do right I mean like you're paying for the bill right and so it's sort of like um, until you are responsible and paying your own bills then you have to you're under my um not jurisdiction but you know like uh, my roof you're under my roof but you have to adhere to what I say right Mm -hmm. I mean and I that it which is not that we want to necessarily um, control our kids, you know, keep our hand on them. But on the other way, we do have some power here. And sometimes right? we should keep 
There are times when we need to keep our hand on them. Right. To say, you know what, like, I care for you too much. And this is not always good. But I do think, like Lindsay, as long as well, that we need to be careful what we model. Do you know? Do mm-hmm. you? Does everyone sit with their phone during dinner time? Does anyone right. even have family dinners anymore? You know, we those do. of you with children, That's you awesome. know, we we did too. So without phones, right? Mm-hmm. So no we put, there are times that we put our phones away. Yes. Right. We've done it. We've we do. Fam- you know, now our kids are a little bit older, so they're not in as many sports. Which so family dinner comes back. Mm-hmm. which is great and um we've always had it phone free yeah so, i mean sometimes people sneak and and someone else will call them out like hey you can't have that here yeah we and you know and i think as they get older they appreciate some downtime with that oh yeah so but and so yeah when we would go through like okay so what's your what was the high for today and yeah, the low for today or just really yeah. like you know ask questions and engage your child in conversation yeah um I think, too, like setting up expectations for the family, which it sounds like you guys both did with family dinners. Um, There's also like sometimes incorporating your kid into like setting up boundaries and expectations could be helpful. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with screenagers, but that has a lot of great resources. Um, And like a screen contract. And maybe you can incorporate like if I have all these things met, then I get my screen time. So that way it's more – Actions and rewards as yeah. opposed to just like free reign. Maybe yeah, in the younger stages. Yeah, I feel like we used, I think we did that phone contract. I'm not a contract person, which I should be in business, but um, I was trying to do all these rules and stuff. And I was like, okay, we just need to talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. let's just talk about our expectations. Um, and so that worked. But again, my kids are guinea pigs that age. You know, the Gen Zs are total guinea pigs of this. So oh, yeah. the jury's out on what, how really that's impacting them. But it's impacting them in a big way. And I, I don't, we just, you know, time will tell, I think. Well, I think, you know, it's interesting. And especially as we come out of the pandemic, you know, um, use among even our younger uh, increased by 17%, right? Yeah. So we, so, yeah, it's, which is not surprising mm-hmm. because we were all isolated. Right. Um, but I think that now that we just need to – that it can be helpful for connection, but it also can really prevent kids from connecting. Like that that it's not mm-hmm. necessarily – and I don't know that kids, they can see that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know they have – I think they lack the capacity sometimes to see how much it can be a barrier, not a bridge, right? Right. I actually would um, challenge that to an extent. Me? Depending on the age of the kid, mm-hmm. um, I do like all the time in, in my sessions with my own clients, you know, homework will be like, all right, we're going to cleanse our social media because they'll report that they feel either disconnected, triggered. Um, it brings up so many different things for them. But I think they some of them, obviously, um, to an extent, do have some of that insight. They just don't know what else to do with their time or how to like break up with it. Well, I guess I was thinking more like. I, even when I was walking through our waiting room today, like most parents and kids were on some device. Right. There was one that was working on some type of planning, but like it was paper, but the rest of everyone else was on a device, either just looking at a screen, playing a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's what I, I guess what I mean, not only being aware of like if everyone is together and I, I remember like uh, I run and in the mornings I um, see we, we see kids waiting at the bus stop and none of them are talking to each other yeah, yep. you could have you have this whole large group of kids and every one of them is looking at a phone mm-hmm. 
And I thought, this is so sad, right? Because they're all together. They're all in a group. They probably don't even know each other. Well, they're probably so nervous. They just, they're just trying to but, look. But it, does, but it yeah. could be a great escape if yep. you mm-hmm. are nervous. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and especially when I look at social anxiety, it can be a great safety mm-hmm. behavior, right? So I don't have to actually engage with people. I can it look at my phone like and I can look busy yeah. Yeah, and like avoid this thing that is uncomfortable to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Um, I think we're, our time is up. So thank you so much for, again, for all of your words of wisdom. We totally appreciate it. And Smarties will include um, extra links in um, at the end of this podcast. So you can always find Child and Family Development on childandfamilydevelopment.com and on Facebook at Child and Family Development and Instagram at Child and Family Dev, D-E-V. And find us daily on charlottesmartypants.com, Facebook and Instagram at charlottesmartypants, and Twitter at charlottesmarties. Thanks so much for listening to our Smarty Podcast. You can always join in on the conversation at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. Check them out at charlottesstarroom.com.